Hi everyone, Dr. Elizabeth Bonet here. Dr. Liz, welcome to the Hypnotize Me podcast. Before we jump in, please note that the podcast is not mental health treatment, nor should it replace mental health treatment. If you need psychotherapy or hypnotherapy, please seek treatment from a trained professional. I do hypnosis all over the world, so please feel free to contact me through my website, drlizhypnosis.com, D-R-L-I-Z-hypnosis.com. Hi everyone, Dr. Liz here. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. It is with Wendy Friesen and she is quite the storyteller. She wrote the original script that I use for the immune boosting hypnosis that I put out earlier this year on Insight Timer and on the podcast. It's a free one, so search it up if you haven't listened to it. And I modified it from her original script, but she wrote the original one and I asked her permission if I could use it. She said, yes, of course. And then I invited her onto the podcast. I had no idea she was so entertaining. So it is quite a fun interview, including talking about how to increase or decrease your breast size. When she popped that out, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to ask follow-up questions about this one for sure. So that's near the end of the interview. Now, before we get started, I do want to acknowledge that this is airing on Juneteenth. I have listeners all over the world, but in the United States, June 19th, Juneteenth, we commemorate the emancipation of enslaved people in the United States. The holiday was first celebrated in Texas in 1865. And that is my home state. That's where I grew up. My father led the very first sit-in for civil rights in the city of Dallas, Texas. So I grew up in a household talking about anti-racism before it was called that, anti-racism, civil rights, equality, all growing up. My parents had traveled all over the world and have visited 60 countries and lived in Central Africa for many, many years, like a decade kind of years. (laughs) So they were very much aware and wanted to impart and teach their children that good people come in all sizes, shapes, colors, and forms. So I want to acknowledge that. All right. I hope you enjoy the interview. Peace. Hi, Wendy. Welcome to Hypnotize Me. Hey, thank you. It's so good to be here. I've been reading about you, and I'm just really excited to get to know you. Yes, me too. As I told the listeners in the intro, you have some really beautiful hypnosis scripts and processes that people use and that I've adapted and used in my own practice. So can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Like how did you originally get into hypnosis? It's Well, it was kind of odd, considering that I've been doing this for 24 years, and it's become not just my profession, but my passion, and I've, you know, fortunately been really good at it. But I was a tanning salon owner in California, and it was back when tanning salons were, you know, kind of popular, but they're going down a little bit. And when my lease was up, I had no job to go to, and I didn't have any other business, and I had looked in the Sacramento Bee in the classified ads back in the day when we read classified ads, uh-huh. um, there was a little tiny ad for a hypnotherapy school. And I thought, huh, I wonder what that is. That sounds really kind of interesting. 
And I called and she said, it starts tonight and it's six months long, four days a week and all that. And I didn't have any money. So <laughs> it was out of the question. Um, but she said, come to the first three classes for free. And I did. And I loved it. And I worked it out with her to pay her in installments and stuff. And I started seeing clients like in the second month. I, I did it. You know, they knew I was new at it. And basically I was reading scripts. But as I did that, I was making enough money to support myself, um, barely though. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I was pretty poor back then. Um, but I just found that I loved it. It was so exciting to learn something that had so much, you know, power and, and the work you can do for people. So yeah, yes. that's that little classified ad. <laughs> Very cool. So then you just took off from there. Yeah, it was still difficult because it was the early days of the internet. It was 1994, 95. There, it was still hard to reach people if you didn't do advertising that was paid. Mm-hmm. And since I didn't have money to risk, I got very creative. I went and, and um, I made these little coupon books. that <laughs> I made them by hand and stapled them together. And each one was like, you know, for migraines or something. And it would say that, you know, it's this much of a discount for four sessions. Or if you need to lose weight or stop smoking. And then I'd go drop off these little coupon books at um, coffee shops and juice stores and gyms and things. Mm-hmm. And I started getting really brave and I would bring them to doctor's offices. And I just, I just knew that I had to figure out a way to get people's attention without spending any money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds like my early days when I was teaching yoga, actually, where I would drop off this little printed um, prescription size pad <laughs> to doctor's offices, right? Oh. Letting them know about the prenatal yoga classes I was teaching. I mean, the internet was in existence, but advertising wasn't as big. I mean, now it's just overwhelming that advertising. Ridiculous. <laughs> right? Yeah. It is. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. I remember a time when the internet had no advertising. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I don't think we're going back to those days, right? Yeah. Then also, I uh, went to the office supply store and I bought some sparkly blue sticky letters. They're pretty big. They were about maybe 10 inches high. Uh And I put them on the back of my van. It said hypnosis works and it had my phone number. And my my two kids made me drop them off far from school. So no one would see the hypno wagon (laughs) because it was embarrassing (laughs) to them. And I had my cell phone number on there and I did get a lot of business from it. But sometimes like someone would call me and I'm on the road and I said, yeah, hi, this is Wendy, whatever. And they said, just want to tell you, learn how to drive. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's funny. At one point I thought about putting a sticker on my car, right? And my my oldest, she was only in about fifth grade or something. She's like, mom, do you drive well? And I was like, no. And she's like, then I wouldn't do that, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it did bring me a lot of business. Like people would even stop me in a parking lot and, you know, ask me about it. And I had a cassette tape that I, I made a bunch of them and I would give that to them for free. It was like heal your body or something. Mm-hmm. And I would just hand it out to people for free from the back of my car if they asked. Very so, yeah, cool. It worked. And I would drop off um, packets for doctors and at different places. One of the health clubs I went to, I just went in and asked them if I could use a room there to do hypnotherapy. And they said, oh, well, what kind of things do you want to do? And I said, well, I could do group work with weight loss or for your tennis players or for 
your athletes or whoever wants to, you know, get better at their game. Mm -hmm. So they gave me a room for free. They sent the news in their newsletter. They sent out ads for me to 40,000 people because they had three high-end health clubs. Wow. And they put up posters all over the health clubs. And oh my I had, gosh. Yeah. So people were, were coming in groups now and we did it in the aerobics room. So lots of room to lie down and relax. Yeah. And that went on for months and I got so many clients, but I was really brave. I was so broke and I was just getting really brave that I thought I've got to make this work because I can't stand being poor anymore. That's amazing. I think painful. that would still work. It would. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, you're well, bringing them something awesome to a health club. Absolutely. And that only increases the success of them going to the health club, right? So then it's only a benefit to the health club as well. Yeah. And to get them to love to work out and get really regular and stop procrastinating and stuff. But it was, that one was pretty awesome. Um, Another thing that happened, my 12 year old nephew knew how to make a web page, just a one page thing. And he had, you had to code it at the time. And so the one page web page, because I was the like the first hypnotist to have a web page, I think. <laughs> um, it got me some business. Mm-hmm. And then I got this email. Uh, I had maybe been doing it for mm, like six or eight months after I've been out of school, out of the school. But I got an email that said, I want to learn to hypnotize women for sex. Money is no object. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, right. Uh-huh. So I answered the guy and his email information didn't tell me anything about who he might be. And there was no name on it. And I kept emailing back and forth with him asking, well, what is it that you're really looking for? And what do you want? Is it really just the sex you want to just hypnotize him? Or do you want a relationship? And we talked um, several emails, maybe after 10 or 12 emails, he told me who he was. Mm -hmm. And the money is no object was true. Mm -hmm. Like, beyond what you could imagine. So he's a member of the ruling family in Qatar. He owns a a lot of stuff. Uh, So he flew me to Europe and we met for five days and I did therapy with him for five days. And it wasn't about hypnotizing women for sex. It was that he really wanted a good, true relationship because he had had, you know, all kinds of, you know, women of whatever kinds, but he wanted to have something that he felt loved and he felt more worthy of the experiences. And we did a lot of good work and it was wonderful. Yeah. But it's funny because I think he probably sent that um, email to a lot of other female hypnotists, you Mm -hmm. know, and I'm probably the only one that (laughs) answered. (laughs) Well, what strikes me is you looked for the deeper issue. I mean, mm-hmm. it's possible you could have written back and said, yeah, no, I just want the sex, right? But he didn't <laughs> because yeah. you picked up on something in it that something was like, more. yeah, what is it you truly want here? Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was such a great experience for him to get to experience healing and his inner child and just going through this process of getting stronger and, oh my gosh, you know, because even if you have all the money you could ever want, there's still things that are human about us. You know, we're still the same people that have wounds and sadness and desires. Mm -hmm. And yeah, but that was, that was pretty cool. That got me started going, this is a pretty good profession. I like this. (laughs) Yeah, that would be right. And it is absolutely inspiring and honoring. And it's just amazing when you do do deep work with a client and they have these incredible results. 
Yeah. It, it just feels so beautiful as a therapist that you can be a part of that healing. Yeah. You know, and that is something that I always reflect on all these hypnotherapists who are doing really good work. We have something that we, we really can't just jump up and down and share with everybody else, but we have these life altering moments with our clients that blow us away that we are able to do this with them when doctors couldn't do it. All the therapists and psychologists couldn't do it. And they come to us and we resolve the problem. And it's so miraculous. It is. Yes, that's very true. Yeah. So tell me how you came up with the script for healing the system. Yeah. And, you know, I wonder how I come up with this stuff. I know, you know, I've always been really creative. I'm an artist and a musician and all the things that are on the creative end. So I'm not always very organized. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of art do you do? Um, I paint and I've painted for a long time and I, mm -hmm. I used to draw and then the music, I play piano uh, mm -hmm. and I, right now I'm playing ukulele and I played the flute all my life and I sang in the Boulder Corral with 200 people for a couple of years and stuff. Cool. Yeah. But all those things get your creative brain to think differently. I don't think I've ever written a script first before I made the program. I put on the headphones and I get my mic and I know roughly what I want to achieve. <laughs> this is my, I haven't really told anybody this. Um, I just start talking and I know what I want and I go into trance and I just, the things that come out of me, I'm just so grateful to have this skill, but they just, they just go into this recording and, and it's things that I wouldn't have been able to create if I had to type out a script. So then the recordings are transcribed into scripts. Ah, beautiful. Okay. So yeah. you record it first and then transcribe it. Yeah. Yeah. And I just don't know where I'm going with it. Like the healing garden. I just thought it'd be nice to have a place in your mind where it's a beautiful garden and you go to heal. But at, at the end of it, I was like practically in tears because it was just so beautiful. And the bringing the, all these energies and all this healing wisdom and all the things, but I wouldn't have done that had I had to type it first. So that's where they come from. Oh, <laughs> yes. That's interesting. It is a different process for me as well when I'm talking it out, right? Like in, on the spot in sessions sometimes versus writing a script. So I do actually write scripts in preparation for mm -hmm. a session, but rarely, I would say never, ever have I actually stuck to a script. Right. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it is a creative process <laughs> when you're actually with someone and images come to you and inspirations that are specific to them. I, I think of it really like an energetic relationship that's happening on Absolutely. the spot. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And, and the things that you know about the person that have never been shared between you. I, one of my clients was, she was um, she said, well, there's a book and the book is in my hands. And, you know, I said, well, feel it, look at it. And what is the message in the book, whatever. And I saw the same book um, that she was looking at after wow. the session. And I said, what did it look like? It was brown leather and it had gold letters and it had, you know, the stuff around the edges and stuff. And I thought, huh, we are doing something that is a much greater source of something than we even realize. Yeah, that's amazing. So was this a phone session or an online session? 
That one was in person. Oh, it I was. Don't, okay. But it was, oh, it was something she was imagining. Yeah. Yeah. She oh, was imagining. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And so we're, we're <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I, yeah. I, I missed that for a minute there. Yeah, absolutely. It is amazing what people come up with. Yeah. And how much influence we have when we are one-on-one. And I, you know, I love doing sessions in person. I'm not as crazy about doing them over, you know, Zoom or phone because, if there's something really difficult that comes up, you know, I've had this happen with clients where something super emotional or some trauma comes up, I really want to be able to put my hand on their shoulder and tell them, okay, take a breath and just feel my hand. Everything's, you know, mm-hmm. everything's okay. You can breathe. Like one client that had, she had migraines on every Thursday and the migraines would last a couple of days and they were really bad. And her doctor sent her to me and <laughs> about in the, I don't know, maybe the second session, I asked her to go back to the cause of the migraines. And all of a sudden, she couldn't breathe. As she Her head was kind of moving back and forth, and she wasn't breathing, and her she mm-hmm. was definitely in distress. And I was like, oh my gosh, what do I do? So I put my hand on her shoulder, and I said, when I count to three, your body will relax, and you'll be able to breathe easily and naturally. One, two, three. And and she breathed. And I said, what were you experiencing? You know, staying right there in that moment. And she said, my husband has his hands around my neck and he's trying to kill me and I can't breathe and he's trying to kill me. That was the original trauma and her migraines were gone after that. But in that session, if I had been doing that by phone or on video, you know, I'm sure she would have breathed at some point, but yes, yeah. Wow. It's amazing. And I will say that I'll do some types of hypnosis over the phone. I have had some really incredible results or through video, but it is different in person. And there's a type that I do core healing where we really go back in time and it's pretty intensive. And that one, I tell people, sorry, you have to fly in for it. Like I won't do that over the phone. I have to do that in person. You know, right now that's not really a possibility. This is airing and 2020 during the coronavirus yeah. <laughs> pandemic, yes. right? So yeah. no one's flying in for hypnosis right now. Yeah. Um, I am still doing online phone and video sessions, so with mm-hmm. great success, but it is different. I absolutely acknowledge that. And I, I hear you that what you're doing is helping them ground and come back to the present with your yeah. presence. Yeah. 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 And so group lessons on Zoom are fine. I do like um, financial abundance work and it'll be a group of people. Maybe last time I had like 40 people and they were all participating and I could see what they were doing and their homework and everything. So it was really cool. And it was multiple days. And then they got to interact with each other too, which was really nice. So they could share their information with each other. Um, But doing some of those topics, like you do stop smoking and weight loss and things that hopefully aren't too too much based in traumas that they've had. Yes. I, well, I think it's important to screen for trauma. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you doing hypnosis during the groups? Since I have my sessions recorded, if, the last financial abundance workshop we did, I had them listen to the sessions that were recorded after my like 20 or 30 minute um, instructional stuff. So that I don't have to do the session while we're live. So they do that on their own and then they continue with the work and then they have a session at night and the next morning that they do. And so we're only seeing each other for about 20 to 30 minutes um, oh, on zoom. Got yeah. it. 
Okay, yeah, cool. So I see on your website, you offer all kinds of courses, mm-hmm. which I find inspiring. You know, I'm launching my first course in like May 5th of 2020. Oh, what's the topic? Insomnia, like better sleep. Oh, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good topic right now. And I love helping people with their sleep. I absolutely love it. But I see that you have so many. So have these evolved over the years? And also at the end of that, I'd like for you to tell people how to find them. I started recording stuff before there was anything except cassette tapes to record into. And there wasn't like online downloads or anything like that. So I had this really funky old cassette player that was huge because things were huge then. And Uh um, I had to, you know, put the cassette in and get it to record and, you know, not go over the limit of how big the cassette was. And then to duplicate them, I had two little slots on that player so I could duplicate play one and duplicate it onto the other one on the other side. And then I finally bought a cassette duplicator that did six at a time. And then I put the labels and all that. Oh my God, it was so much work. (laughs) It sounds like it. From a marketing perspective, it was just really good timing that all of a sudden the CD duplicators came out that you could like for about a thousand dollars, you could buy this thing and put blank CDs in and it would drop Mm -hmm. one down and copy them one at a time. And then I hired a couple people to help stomp the labels with this stomper thing. And we had to do all the packaging ourselves, but it saved me a lot of money. And I just kept recording things because I had a couple people that helped me do that part. And we were getting orders coming in from my little website. And then Google AdWords came out and nobody really knew what it was, but I got on it and I was like, whoa, for like three cents a click, I just own all the keywords possible because nobody else was competition. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's the early days of Google ads. Yeah. 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 And then my, my sales instantly, they went up to like 10 or 15,000 a month. And I was still, I was still pretty broke at this point, but then it all changed. And then it went up like I just spent more money on Google ads and went up 30,000 a month, 40,000 a month. I had to move to another office and hire more people. And it was just really an exciting time when there wasn't so much noise, you know, from all the competition and all the advertising. And yeah. Everything. yeah. Yeah. Are some of those original recordings still on your website as classes that people can take or download or... Kind of. I've re-recorded a lot of them that were on my old equipment and that were recorded onto cassettes. But all of those original ones have been re-recorded, so they're better quality, and they're on the course um, website. And there, there's some other couple other carts that I have, but it's the same programs, just a different fashion. Mm-hmm. And where do they find you? At wendy.com, which is w-e-n-d-i.com. Just remember the i. And what I want to offer your listeners is, you know, if there is something they're interested in, oh, for so one thing that they'll see when they go there is the don't touch your face <laughs> hypnosis. Yes, I did see that myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one's on there. And it also includes the heal your body session, which is really nice for your immune system because we know that hypnotherapy and meditation and such really strengthens your immune system. Yes. But they'll see that one on there and they should get that. That's only $2. But to get 30% off, I'll give you a coupon code. We'll just do like Liz, L-I-Z. Mm-hmm. And if they use that, they'll get 30% off anything in the course site and hopefully solve some really difficult problems they're having. And they can contact me too and ask questions. I'm very responsive and really willing to hang in there with even stuff that, you know, that people have some problems that are so private that they can't talk to anybody about and they can't afford a therapist. And, and I'm really willing to reach out and help them. 
Excellent. Thank you so much. And when did you register that domain? When I first saw it, I was, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, she must have registered register this domain like when the internet started you know? <laughs> windy.com like, ah. i know isn't that crazy well my brother my oldest brother richard he was pretty tech savvy back then and he just i guess searched for it one day and even though it was very hard to get a one word domain name yeah. mine was available so he bought it and <laughs> that was that <laughs> that's thank awesome goodness, I, yeah that yeah. that has been a real help that was quite a gift and then his son is the 12 year old who built me the one page website that oh. i would not have been able to do you know uh -huh. do that but it was funny the uh, eric built these little tiny icons that were like gifts or gifs whatever you want to call them but these little gifts that would move so there was a little tiny cigarette and a little puff of smoke went puff 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 <laughs> It's so cute. <laughs> and then there was a, a little fat lady, like kind of a cartoon fat lady, and she got skinnier and she went skinnier, skinnier, skinnier. And <laughs> and I was doing breast enlargement with hypnosis. I had a program for that. So uh -huh. he made he made a boob and <laughs> it was like the side profile of a boob and it would grow bigger. It would go bigger, bigger, bigger. Uh -huh. <laughs> and continue to do that. So there were only like five of these gifts on there. But because of that boob. Oh my God, people, they sent everyone to my website to go see the boob. <laughs> <laughs> That's hysterical. And, then, and did, did that work? I mean, I've seen that in the past, <laughs> but I haven't seen it offered in quite a while, actually, the breast enlargement. Did you see success with that? I'm just curious. Yeah, for sure. Um, there are studies from UCLA and Stanford that are on this breast enlargement with hypnosis. Really? Actual studies. And they show how many um, weeks and the way they measure, this is this is kind of funny, the way they measure the volume of your boob is it's water displacement. So you're basically, oh. if you were leaning over and you're dipping your boob into this container of water, uh -huh. <laughs> they know that how, makes much, sense. <laughs> how much it grew from water displacement. Really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And so what that did is the Queen Latifah show in New York, it was a TV talk show at the time. Uh -huh. I guess some one of the producers went to my site to see the boob. <laughs> and they flew me out to New York to be on the show. I had a limo driver waiting for me at the airport. They took me to a suite in Central Park, beautiful place. And the limo driver picks me up in the morning to go to the TV studio. So I've never been on TV at that point, And I uh -huh. was... I was a little nervous, but I thought it's a talk show. She's going to sit at a desk and I'm going to sit at a chair and she's going to ask me questions. It's not going to be that hard, right? Yeah. Oh my God. So they told me to go down into the audience holding room before the show and pick some volunteers. And I said, um, for <gasps> what? Uh-oh. They said, oh, well, <laughs> for your thing on the show. And I said, oh, okay, I guess. I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. So I did a suggestibility test with, I think it was 400 people in the studio audience. Uh -huh. And so I picked four women because the show is about breasts. That's all oh, I okay. knew. Okay. So I picked four women and, you know, they were sitting like down in front of the audience. But when it started, like I was behind the, behind the thing getting mic'd up and then they say, okay, go ahead and go out there. And I walk out there and there's not a desk and a chair. It's an empty stage. And Latifa is up in the audience in the very top row. Oh, yeah. And so she she opens the show, but there's all these cameramen making all these signals that I have no idea what they mean. But the person uh -huh. who was miking me up, I said, "Well, tell me what is it I'm supposed to talk about?" They said, "Oh, you know, you've done this hundreds of times." 
I was like, oh. Oh, no. Oh, oops. <laughs> Not a good time to say, yeah, well. Okay, uh -huh. so I'm out there, and she introduces me and just throws it back to me. I'm um, not knowing what I'm supposed to do. So I start talking about hypnosis and, oh, but right before um, the camera started, mm -hmm. I was, uh, I was needing to do some very quick hypnosis on myself. So I held my hands in front of myself and I cupped them together and I closed my eyes and I said, the audiences in the palm of your hands are going to love every word you say. Mm. Something like that, right? Mm -hmm. I really wanted to just kind of run away. <laughs> yeah. But I did it. They kept me on that stage for half an hour because it was a one-hour show. I was up there by myself for half an hour. So then I brought these four wow. women onto the stage, and I had never done any kind of stage hypnosis stuff. I'd seen lots of videos, and they sat in the four chairs, and I had them slumped over each other and talked about their breasts growing bigger. And so then I would have them open their eyes and ask them questions, and it turned out really funny, and it was really cute. And then I also you know, talked about breast enlargement and the real facts of what happens with breast enlargement with hypnosis and cited the studies from UCLA and stuff like that. But wow, that was <laughs> wow being thrown into the fire. Whew. Yeah. I'm wondering if you can do breast reduction with hypnosis. Have you ever heard of that? I have. I've been asked about that a lot and I don't know. I don't know. I don't see why yeah. not, but I uh, never tried it. It would be interesting. I guess it would be the same process. Yeah, right? just play the tape backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you'd be sending the same messages to your breasts that your breasts can, they yeah. can um, contract a bit in the cells. They don't have to make so many cells or something like that. There's a, <laughs> there are a lot of women that they didn't, their breasts didn't develop because of some traumatic issues from childhood. And really? yeah, yeah, interesting. Or seeing like one I think had a sister that had big breasts and she felt it was really embarrassing because everyone just, you know, looked at her for her big boobs and stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, most of my adult life I had very small breasts, but after I nursed two babies, they got larger. And for oh. most women, they go back down to the original size or oh. sometimes smaller. Mine did not. And so <laughs> to this wow. day, I still miss my small breasts. Huh. I'm like, oh, if only I could be, I don't know, I was an A, barely a B. Huh. You know? Yeah. Maybe so it'd be worth doing an experiment on yourself. And for the people listening, you can do hypnosis on yourself very simply. It's not, it doesn't have to be that difficult for, um, for some purposes. So every night before you're going to sleep, you know, just send the messages to your breasts that they have permission to go back down to the size that they were and to in a comfortable way that is healthy or whatever. But just do that every night um, and visualize it, you know, them getting firmer and getting smaller. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, there's no reason why it shouldn't have an effect. I had I had a weird, miraculous thing happen when I had a ring stuck on my finger many years ago. It was, it had been stuck for over a week and my finger was getting really swollen. And every mm -hmm. day I would ice it and I would put butter on it and put it under cold water and everything I could try. And it was just, it was just getting really, really swollen and the ring was not coming off. So I was going to go to the jewelry store to mm -hmm. have them cut it off. But before I did, I closed my eyes and I went inside of my body all the way to inside of my finger. And I imagined the fluids flowing back into my hand and the swelling going down and my 
finger getting smaller and smaller. And I imagine the feeling of the ring coming off easily, right? And I didn't believe that it would work. And this is a really interesting part of hypnosis. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I, I don't think we have to be totally buying into it consciously. So after that, I was driving to the jewelry store and I was at a red light and I just, without thinking, I just put my hand on the ring and pulled it off my finger just like that. Wow. Awesome. I love I know, it. Because it, it did what I wanted it to do, which was drain the fluids and reduce the swelling. So when you talk about reducing your breast size, well, why not? Our cells are listening and they were listening to me and that ring just slid off. I was shocked. It's true. I mean, I yeah, sometimes I'll get this question, particularly from IBS, irritable, irritable bowel syndrome mm-hmm. people who are coming to me because hypnosis is so effective for IBS. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, do I have to believe in it? And I was like, not really. Like, it's going to work <laughs> anyway. You know, <laughs> like you yeah. do have to show up for session, yeah. whether that's... um virtual or in person, you have to show up for session, but you don't really have to believe in it. It's going to work. So it speaks to that question. That's great. I will try it and I will, I will let you know next year or something, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Well, it could happen. It could happen fairly quickly. Like the growth usually takes 12 weeks and some people have growth in the first four weeks and they'll say, oh, my bra is getting tight, you know, and it's only been Mm -hmm. a month. But 12 weeks seem to be the optimum um, size increase. But you might get it to start happening right away. And, you know, just do it at night for five minutes, in the morning for five minutes. And Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been an absolutely entertaining interview. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's fun and fun to get to know you. truly enjoyed today's episode. Remember that you can get free hypnosis downloads over at my website, drlizhypnosis.com, D-R-L-I-Z hypnosis.com. I work all over the world doing hypnosis. So if you're interested in working with me, please schedule a free consultation over at my website and we'll see what your goals are and if I can be of service to you in helping you reach them. Finally, if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast or tell a friend. That way, more and more people learn about the power of hypnosis. All right, everyone. Have a wonderful week. Peace.